Welcome back to another episode of the High Vibrations Only Podcast, a place where we're all about inspiration, motivation, and elevation. We want to make you feel good, make you feel like you could take on the world, because guess what, baby? You could take on the world. I am so excited to have on the show to listen. Today's guest, he's an entrepreneur. He is the CEO and the founder of 1231. Right, 1231 is a deliciously smooth, gluten-free vodka and rum. Let me tell you something. That thing is really, really smooth. And he is also the creative director of the Danaji brand. I am so excited to welcome to the show my brother, Bissy. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's up, bro? How you feeling, man? How you feeling? What an intro. Goodness gracious. What an intro. All right. I tried. I tried. I rock with it. I rock with it. Fellow HU alum. Yes, yes. Fellow Nigerian. Yes, yes. Okay, so, um, you know, I we met, I think it was, sheesh, was that 2018? Or was it? Yeah, it had to have been. It was uh, right before Homecoming, right? Yeah. I Must have been 2018. That. Yeah, I was doing a promo with yeah. Angie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, what was so exciting for me and I was telling my producer I wanted to talk to you because a lot of times what we see is black people endorsing liquor companies that are white owned yeah we don't always see us owning our own stuff right right so when I saw I was like he got his own liquor everything yeah we need to talk because I don't know and I was saying off camera I don't know a lot of people I don't think I know anyone really that any black person in my circle that actually owns their own like a company, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanted to talk to you. I was like, I had to talk to him so he can take us back to the very beginning. First of all, what made you say, you know what? Let me take a stab at that. <laughs> um, well, honestly, like it wasn't, it wasn't something I was really looking forward to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told you before, I, I kind of stumbled upon it. Right. So, yeah. um, it was around my, let's say, senior year at Howard, um, and I was I'm a bio major. Mm-hmm. Bio major. I was trying to go to med school. But, yeah. But towards that end of the year, end of my career, college days, I didn't really want to do med school anymore. Mm. Um, I knew I I liked business. Okay. Uh, I knew if I did do healthcare, it'd be in the business side. Okay. But I also wanted to create. Something. Yeah. I didn't know what. Yeah. I just knew I wanted to create something. Right. Fast forward that year, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, wasn't a big at the time. Yeah. I wasn't a big alcohol drinker. Yeah. I was. I was. It was green. I was green. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what. I didn't, I didn't yeah. like alcohol. So. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to make a drink that I could drink uh-huh. that was smooth enough to drink. Yeah. Where you know I could still get lit with my friends, Got but it. not nothing too strong. Uh, so I was looking online. Found some recipes. Uh, I decided to mix some rum with some vodka, mm-hmm. put some juices in there. Well, hold on, you 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 mix it yourself. Yeah, I made okay. some. I made. Some, I use obviously. I use like store brought products uh-huh. and made the punch. Got made it. Like a little New Year's Eve punch. Okay. For my friends, you know, uh, for my New Year's Eve party, and uh, I want to say like ten minutes within them coming over. Yeah. That punch is gone. Oh my god. It's gone. It was that good. Uh, it was yeah. good. It was good. And I didn't have enough to make a new batch. Right. But I, I found that, you know, people uh, who were heavy alcohol drinkers or mm-hmm. um, liquor drinkers that only drink straight. Yeah. They didn't drink any cocktails or yeah. any mixed drinks. It was 
Yeah. It was, it was wussy drinks Like for me. Them. Yeah. <laughs> no chaser. No chasers. Right. You know, it was like, no, nah, I don't drink that. I drink cognac. I drink yeah. whiskey. They crushed that first. Oh, wow. Right? So I was like, okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, that's cool. Um, didn't think anything of it at the time. Yeah. Uh, fast forward the next day after New Year's Eve. I'm like, you know what? People really like that drink. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I could, maybe I should do something with it. Yeah. You know? So that very next year, I decided to create a company and try to, you know, formulate the product, recreate the product, but with my own formula uh-huh. so I can launch it. So, yeah. you know. It's so something we always do. We're not really drinking today, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> I have been alcohol-free for about three to four months now. Yes, yes. Somebody said, how long are you going to do that for? Maybe forever. I don't know. Um, but we're still going to do a cheers. We're going to use water today. Good old-fashioned water, right? Yeah. Can't go wrong with water. <laughs> you already got your own water, so. I'm going to just pour it. You pour just it pour in it in there. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Got to stay hydrated, folks. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> this is a cheers to more life, more health, and more wealth. Amen? Amen. There it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what was interesting? Um, <clears throat> so you went online and you found, I want you, because I'm so fascinated by it, because it's a world that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like you went online, you found some recipes, and you did your own thing. You did the. What are some of the 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 recipes that you, the names of the stuff that you that you have that you you know the drinks that you mixed? Because I know I know I don't even remember the I, names. I know anymore. I know when we when we met and you were doing the the promo. Yeah. We you had a name for each of the joints that you that you had mixed at the time. Yeah, was that just for that, that was, season? I believe that was for that okay. homecoming season. Okay. Um, you know, we're constantly making new, new, yeah. new cocktails. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't remember what that was. At the All time. right. Yeah. Because my thing is, so you found these recipes and you mixed it and, and th- th- this is actually original stuff that you mixed yourself mm-hmm. and then take a step by step, right? For someone who is curious and, you know, thinking of getting into business step by step from you found it, you mixed it, then what? You know, um, just take us through that step to finally getting what we see in front of us right now. You know, the product. Are you talking about step by step? The step by step and then the brand, creating the brand, and okay. you know everything like you know that sort of thing. Okay, who is real technical? Boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so make it simple. Yeah, like, I'm like it's a real yeah, technical. Yeah, All right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the long short story made short. Yeah. Um. I found a development team, development okay. company that could help me recreate my product. Got it. To make it shelf stable. Okay. Right. And then I found a distillery that would help me bottle it. Okay. Um, and that's all in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I went, I tried to look around in the area. Yeah. At the time when I was doing it, there wasn't really a lot of wow. you know, bottling companies out here. So yeah. um, I went down south, mm. found a company down south that was willing to do it for me. And yeah. they bottled it up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Short story. That's a short That's one. That's a short story. So there was something me and you was talking about, which is a key element of the process, and that's distribu- distribution. 
Mm-hmm. Talk to us about how important that is and, you know, how you were able to, because I know you, you, you're you going through it right now, mm-hmm. but even how important that is because you can't sell without that mm-hmm. piece. So uh, <clears throat> distribution, I don't think people really realize, I didn't realize it until I started, mm-hmm. how difficult distribution is. So, wow. So when you're, when you're in your liquor store and you've and you seen a brand at one store and you don't see it at another store, chances are they don't have the distributor to go to that store and sell it, mm. right? So when people ask me um, like, and say, like, hey, why aren't you here, here, and here? I'm like, well, I need to have a distribution company that would distribute yeah. me out Close there in those states, yeah. right? So, And every state kind of has its own process to get in. Um, so you essentially, as a, as a new brand or any brand that, however, should, they have to really – Unless you're with a distributor that's in all 50 states, they're housed in all 50 states, which mm-hmm. is like a handful of distributors. Yeah. Um, you have to pitch your brand to every distributor in every state. Got it. In order to get out there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's very, it's a challenging process. Yeah. Um, some people already have established brands where they don't need to look for new brands. Yeah. So when you find a distributor that's willing to take you on and you take advantage and you try to you know, push it as hard as you can with that distributor. Yeah. Sometimes uh, those distributors don't have the retail network mm-hmm. as the bigger distributors. Got it. So even though you're with a distributor, if they're not in every store, then you essentially are still selling to every store for that distributor. Mm. Right? Because the di- distributor's job is not really to, they're supposed to push your product, but their job isn't really to push your product. It's Got it. To distribute your product, hence distributor. Got it. So you still have to go out and sell your product to every single store. Okay. Hand sell it. Mm-hmm. So it's a process. That's interesting. And um, so essentially there's levels to the distribution process is what you're saying. And the bigger guys already established with, you know, the well-known brands. They're not taking anyone else that's, that's new. Yeah. Most oftentimes they don't need to take anyone else's Yeah. New. Right. So, yeah. uh, for example, Budweiser, they're probably one of the bigger, biggest brands yeah. in the world. Yeah. Anybody who's distributing Budweiser doesn't really need to distribute yeah. any other brand. Yeah. Budweiser is going to take care of their yeah, the lights, going to take care of the absolutely. meals, you know, absolutely. they pay the bills. So yeah. to, for them to take you on is very difficult. You have to really convince them. Mm. Um, and even once you convince them, they take you on. Now you got to convince everybody in their team yeah. that you're worth pushing. Yeah. Which is which is a very t- difficult. How style. was that for you? Because when you when you first got your you first you know you got brought on board, um, was it like okay we're just gonna try it out and see and then it's like maybe the first couple of see how sales go is that how it go like they decided or is it like regard we just sign a contract and regardless of what the sales are we're still. Um, um, well, fortunately for me, I had. Um, so I was able to self-distribute in D.C. and okay. in Maryland. Okay. So I had uh, already established some stores mm-hmm. that they could, that my distributor, current distributor could uh, take advantage of and mm-hmm. continue to sell to those stores. Maybe they already sold to those stores. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a smoother transition. Yeah. Um, but l- fortunately for me, I had a great distribution team. Mm-hmm. They helped me get into more accounts. Got it. Um, and they, they were excited to, you know, push the brand. Mm-hmm. So. It's great. When you have a, distrib- a distribution company that's, I would say, creator-focused and yeah. 
they want to help the little guy, it's, yeah. it's really helpful yeah. as a new brand. Yeah. 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 Or as a smaller brand as well. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So let me ask you this. Like, what is the, first of all, we can, we're, we're, we're out right now. They can go to where to buy. Where, where, where are we right now? Physical stores. Where are we? Are we? Um, we're, we're all over America. So for me to like name individual stores might be okay. tough for me. Okay. Um, but if you go to our website and you go to the store lake locator, so mm-hmm. www.1231.com. Yeah. T W E L V three one. Yeah. Not the word 12. You're yeah. not going to find it. <laughs> um, and you hit the store locator or buy, mm-hmm. you can, there's a store locator app on there. Yeah. You can find a nearest store near you. So you put your zip code in and it'll. You, you know what was crazy? When you say I can't even name how many stores went. <laughs> Like, it'll be such a disservice for me to try and name any store around here. I'm like, right, But that's a no, good thing. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. A, that's good. We, we move it. It's a good problem I mean? to have, right? Hey, yeah. I'm just saying, that's a great <laughs> problem to have. You know, I think you've probably been asked this too many times already. I'm not sure what you told me when I asked you before, so I'm going to ask you again. Uh-huh. The name. What? How did you, what's the origin of the name? So, like I mentioned, New Year's Eve was my party. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So because the conception of the brand was around New Year's Eve. Got it. I decided to title the brand twelve thirty one to commemorate the day. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That answers yeah. that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now let's talk about what. Where do you see? Um, where do you see this brand? And and then what? What is your overall dream for it? Like at the end of the day. So hopefully, I'm, my my goal is to make it a global brand. Okay. Um, build it up. Build it up. Um, I don't know if I want to get acquired yet. Okay. Uh, but my goal is to build it up to a point where, you know, I can have a legacy. Yeah. And, and my family for generations can yeah. have the brand. Yeah. That's really what, yeah. what the goal is, you know? Yeah. So, and, it, and it'll be like, I don't know, a dream come true for everyone to just try my product. You yeah. Know? And, 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 and love it. And that's yeah. kind of like the reason why I created the brand. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 we're, we're, we're getting closer. I think homecoming season is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. So we were very strategic about this episode <laughs> because we know y'all going to be on the yard. Yes, libating. All right. So we wanted to have him come on and said, listen, you know, when you're out and having a party, an event, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's okay to have some Casamigos, but also like, Check out this 1231 is what we're saying, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, you guys know I've been sober for a little bit. Um, but when I was drinking, right, I actually tasted it. I'm not just saying because he's sitting right here, but because I can attest to the fact that it's actually smooth. It doesn't have that at the taste that most you know, liquor um, brands have. So that's something I think is really dope about it. And... You know, I was so proud to see a fellow Howard alum, like, yeah. actually be out here doing his thing, moving and grooving. Um, and I want you to, t- to speak to, first of all, how you ended up at Howard and how critical that was to your journey and everything. Oh, man. Um, I would say since I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of had Howard on my radar. Okay. Uh, there was a program at Howard. I don't even know if they still have it. It mm-hmm. used to be used to be called uh, 
our university college for kids or something like that. Got it. Uh, and I was in that program. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, my mom went to Howard. Oh, that's dope. So legacy kind of thing, yeah. you know. So I was like, yeah, let me try Howard, man. Let me see okay. what's happening. Let's see know? what's going on, yeah. Um, I always went to, so a little bit about I me, mean, I always went to like a mixed school. So I got it, was it. Either, it was either uh, Hispanic, white and black, white and Asian. Mm-hmm. It was always mixed. I was like, let me try a historically black college university. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Let me try for my 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 college days. Mm-hmm. So decided to land on Howard, and I will say, I was born and raised in DC, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't know how many different. Ty- it sounds real crazy <laughs> right now. When I, say this. I didn't realize, and I, I feel like you know what I'm about to say. I didn't realize how many different types of like black people there yeah, were. Yeah. Um. Until I came to Howard, I was like, yeah. the, just the, the culture from the West Coast to down South, yeah. to the East Coast, to up North, completely different type it's of amazing. way to interact, which yeah. is so crazy to me. But it was like, it was crazy, but it was also like amazing at the same time. Because mm. I'm like, all right, so we're not a monolith. We're yeah. not just one thing. We're multiple things. And all, it's all we're all influenced by the culture that we yeah. grew up in. So yeah. I'm Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Born and raised with yeah. around Nigerian people, so yeah. to see Nigerians there, to yeah. see Caribbean people there, to see yeah. Americans at Howard, it yeah. was it was it's one of those things. That's just like I, I felt like I was here. I was, yeah. I was at the right spot. You yeah. Know? yeah, that yeah. that's dope. Now, when you look back, I think we talk about um, we're all very proud of our HBCUs, um, but one of the things I always say is we do know that we have some family problems that we have to deal with. Sure. So I want you to, cause, and I, I'm the type of person that I'm always going to keep it a, keep it a buck 50. Um, when you look back on your experience now, um, and I think that another thing that's so important to keep in mind is alums have to give back and have to do the best that they can to help build it. One of the scariest things I heard when I was at Howard was, was on this whole thing with, you know, money and all of that stuff. And they were essentially saying that you don't want a situation where, you graduate and a couple of years down the line, the school is no longer here. Mm. That was so scary for me. That's crazy. Because I was like, wait a minute. So, like, you can't even, it's no, it's no homecoming. Right. <laughs> so, we're that's laughing wild. about it, guys, but that's how important it is for alums to give back. And, you know, it's funny, or it's easy to say, well, you know, I mean, I, I'm not making Diddy money. I can't give a million dollars. No, 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 no. You don't have to give a million dollars. Give what you can to your respective schools. And, and I promise you, every little bit helps, whether it's $20 that you can afford, whatever that is, as long as you're giving back. But I want you to talk about your experience at Howard. When you look back on it, what are some of the things that you can that you wish would be different you know whether that's i don't know if you live in the dorm whether that's on the dorm whatever that is let's talk about some of those challenges that we have as much as we're proud of our hbcus but that we know we need some work well for me i mean i stayed i've been from here i stayed and i lived at home for most okay. of my time the only time i was really on the dorm mm-hmm. uh, was when i took like a summer class here okay at howard that is um and I will say the only my only one regret is like not being on campus, mm. like living in a dorm because I feel like there's certain relationships I wasn't able to foster and build as strongly as I could. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I did. Ha- I do have long term friends from Howard. That's mm-hmm. always going. But the the relation, the the bond that you have mm-hmm. when you're always around someone, like yeah. I feel, I feel I maybe missed out on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for what is if I were to go back in time, I think that would be the one thing to stay on campus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's it for me. I think I was able to foster enough mm-hmm. relationships with people because uh, I tried to do as much as I could at Howard, mm-hmm. but still go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would stay out if I had people who lived on campus, I'll try to hang out with them a little longer. Or yeah. Uh, hang out in some of their dorms and hang out and just chill and talk and yeah. meet people who they were friends with. Because, you know, at Howard, he would just come through and he's like, oh, yeah. it was like, you know her? Oh, yeah. you know him? All right, yeah. cool, cool. We cool now. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, that, what was your A building experience when you, did you have My, a bad A? a I had a horrible A. Uh, I didn't have a so unfortunately I didn't have a well fortunately <laughs> I didn't have a bad A building experience. Oh yeah, no, not at all. The only you're probably the I first person. Few. Yeah, I didn't have a. Bad I've one. never met anyone that say they didn't have a a, a building experience. Uh, I would say honestly, like dealing with the A building kind of prepared me to deal with other admission processes. Okay, at schools, but it was you're but saying, it but it wasn't bad. But it wasn't bad. It was just like. For me, it was just more so a follow-up, follow-up okay. kind of thing. But it wasn't. I mean, I, I, I do that all the time at work. So it was yeah. like, people forget. So I know you just got to follow up. Uh-huh. My, my only issue was probably parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got cool with the parking people, so they yeah. helped me out. But yeah. I think it's different when you when you don't live on campus. I didn't live on yeah. campus either because we just, we live like, like down the street. Yeah. Our, so I, so like, I used to just walk up there. Why am I paying um, all this money to stay on campus? It and you know. A lot of people always say, like, how did you end up at Howard? Like my, so it was between Howard and Morgan State. Mm. So we had an uncle at Morgan State, and he was a professor there. I applied, and I got accepted immediately. What? Okay. So it was between, and my dad was like, he just said Howard was a better school. <laughs> he didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Morgan for what? <laughs> <laughs> I know I have a lot of um, people that went to Morgan State. This is no shade. I'm just telling you what my story is because I didn't go to Howard because it was an HBCU. No. My dad said Howard was a better school. That's it. And it was a school that was in the neighborhood. It was down the street. I used to ride my bike before I went to Howard. I used to ride my bike past Howard. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and I was like, I'm going to go here one day, right? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. The first time I rode my bike, it's a McDonald's. It's still right, it's still right across the. Yeah. I remember waiting for the red light because I used to be one of them bikers that I would literally wait for the red light. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm like waiting for the red light and I'm looking at all these people walking past. I ain't going to hold you. I say, it's a lot of beautiful women at the same time in very one true. place. Like, wait a That's minute. That's very true. That's very <laughs> you know true, I mean? bro. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but um, I feel like the worst, most beautiful woman could hire it. And, um, but that was my story. And I think that when you don't live on campus. It's a little different because even issues with like, you know, living conditions and that sort of thing is a lot different. But we do know that we have issues at HBCs that we have to deal with. But like, I'm all, I'm a firm believer in, I don't like to complain about it. Like, what can I do to be of help? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So when we think about those issues and those challenges, before you go on social media and say something and, and knock your HBCU, whatever it is, 
ask yourself, what am I doing to be a solution to the problem? In what way, shape, or form am I helping out? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, I had a horrible A-building experience, <laughs> and um, this is how bad it was. I'm not going to put her on the spot, but I don't know if she's still there or not, but whatever. Her name is Sharon. Mm -hmm. What's up, Sharon? If you're watching, probably not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I gave Sharon my documents today, and I came back tomorrow. I met Sharon at the desk. I said, I'm just following up. She said, I can't find your stuff. I said, wait a minute. You do recall... It was you. I was here literally yesterday. She said, no. And this is the crazy part. Yeah. She did not deny. She was like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember you gave it to me. I just can't find it. What? <laughs> oh, nah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. I had to make an extra, another copy and brought it back. But I would say this. It's not a great thing, but it was something about going through that for lack of a better word, hardship at Howard. The Struggle. <laughs> that kind of prepared me yeah. for the world. Yeah. You know, um, it was like, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, I just be sitting here complaining. Well, a lot of y'all so bougie. That's what the problem is. I was like, you have no idea. You know what I mean? The stress I've the, been let under. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you. Like, y'all be complaining. Level. Golly. <laughs> You know, um, I said, my little brother, he has no idea. Like, we're like seven, eight years apart. I'm like, he's going to be like, well, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm like, let me. My first job was the Piney Branch Safeway. I used to ride my bike to and from work every single day. My bicycle. Let me make that clear. <laughs> you talking about you don't want to wait for the bus? <laughs> Is you crazy? <laughs> Like you know my challenges. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. But it, I don't know. It's not a good thing, but I'm just being honest about the fact that it was that bad experience that kind of, you know, make, prepared us for the real world. And I would always say one thing about Howard is homecoming. I mean, not homecoming. Networking is 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 next to, to oxygen. Like, it's, it's like it's life. You know mm. what I mean? Like, that's one thing that I would say that, you know, we actually had specific events. You can speak to this too, where we people, it was just dress up, you know, suit and tie and everything. Yeah. It's just a networking event. That's it, it. It was just, yeah. that's it. Like just, and show up to the stuff. Yeah. And, it, and it was amazing. But, um, we, we just had to talk about our Howard experiences because, you know, we know it's homecoming season and we're excited. Are you going to be around for homecoming? I, see, I went last, <clears throat> I went last year. Okay. And I don't know if, if this year is going to be, okay. yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I heard people coming, but I don't know. I'll see. Yeah, I don't know, man, because it's like I haven't, my last homecoming was like 2018. 2018? Yeah. Because, you know, the Why? thing about, but, well, because, you know, like, so I don't know. I was saying to someone, part of it is getting older, I think. Okay. But the second thing is, I just feel like it's here. You're always around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, if, you know what I mean? But this time, because of the work I do, I know that we're probably going to try to get some content, and I'm going to be out there getting some work done. Yeah. So I'm going to be around. But that was the last time in 2018, you know? Wow. Um, and I'm also big on, are you coming? Are you coming? Okay, let's get together. Yeah. Because we haven't seen each other in years. Versus, I'm just going to the step show for the sake of going to the step show. I'm not doing that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, so last year I didn't do any of those activities. Right. <laughs> I, I went to the tailgate. Uh-huh. Everybody, of course. Every, you know. Yeah. And that was awesome because you got to see all these people yes. that you haven't seen in years. Yes. You know? um, and I went to a few lounge events. Yeah. That was it. And the yeah. ball, the ball. Yeah. Was it the, whatever they call it, the, the Howard ball, ball or whatever I it's think called. It was, yeah. yeah. We had to dress up uh-huh. nice for the ball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there, but I don't know. When you get, like you said, like when you get older, you're not trying to do all that extra I'm trying up. to tell I'm just you, to chill, it, this, you know? it, it, I look at homecoming in as an opportunity to connect with people you haven't seen before. Yeah. I would rather be like, oh, you coming? Oh, you come? All right, let's go get, get something to eat, hang yeah. out, versus, you know, I'm going to this event that. I mean, it was people that had, they were going from event to event on the same, like, I think in 2018 it was, we were shut down because we had to leave um, the tailgate early because they did in the parking lot. I think it was when it was in the parking lot, I think it was. So they didn't want us to be there forever. So it was just like <laughs> at a certain time. It's like, guys. Yeah, I had to go. <laughs> yeah, I get to go. <laughs> you had to go. But, um, but yeah, they didn't want us to be there forever. And then once it was so crazy, like they would literally – People were like being pushed out, like you got, you oh, gotta wow. go. But this was, was crazy. These guys, I'm talking about maybe 11, 12, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They left there and they went to a lot of them went to Lucky Strikes. Like they, <laughs> it was like the next event at Lucky Strikes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What? And you could be if you you could be pulling field. What was the? It was so. This is how crazy it was. You're walking. It's like hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. This is the craziest part. For some reason. Everybody knows where everybody's going. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. You don't you know, know how you know. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> everybody that's knows. Real. That's real. Everybody knows where everybody's going, and yeah. it was just like they were like, "We're gonna let you try. We're gonna hang out." I'm like, "Bless us. I am done. <laughs> I'm gone." But um, we're looking forward to homecoming. It's yeah. gonna be a great time if you're gonna be around. You know. I'm probably going to be around if you see me, you know, say what's up. Um, yeah. But um, I wanted to segue into your other brand that you have going on right now. You are currently the creative director for the Danaji brand. And this is woman and minority owned brand. I want you to talk to us about that because I, I peeped some of the stuff. Those bags look good. Thank you. Yeah, you you got a sample here too. Yeah. You know, um, I t- talk to us about that and how and how you got into that. That's not your your. Is that what it's something you you started or? Yeah, I co own it. Okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, I look like I like fashion, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really all it is. Uh, I there was a time where I was I, I was doing a lot of traveling mm-hmm. and I always had uh, backpacks or duffel bags or yeah. whatever, and I was like. Why am I buying other people's brands when I can yeah. just create my own? Yeah. And I could probably do it better. So yeah. I was like, let me pick out these different fabrics, leather. Mm-hmm. I tried to use real leather. Yeah. But now uh, we're trying to go more eco. So okay. using vegan leather now. Um, and I always thought about uh, security as well. So my bags, they have, have like a secret compartment so you can put your passports and mm-hmm. stuff like that in there so you don't lose it or get, get it stolen when you travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with like a lock on your bag, so you know nobody can pickpocket you. Or that's the hope. Yeah. Uh, and a, a portable travel charger, so you can always stay charged on the go. So I wanted to create something that you know it was traveler friendly, but also stylish at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
Just so we're clear, this is unisex. Unisex. Okay, because yeah. yeah, we yeah. absolutely. Um, so is the, we're gonna put the the website and the Instagram information, and you can see some of the samples, and you can check it because I actually saw it, and it was it was really dope. Um, thank you, thank you. Nah, it was it was cool, man. And like I said, I am. This episode is about business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Start yeah, your yeah, own yeah. business, your own thing, and I think it's amazing. And I can't, I can't wait to see twelve thirty one be as big as you want it to be. And be one of those brands that yeah. we're like, oh my god, look at this other one ad on TV. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Look how far they've come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I really kids. I love seeing things go from inception or like you know, one of my favorite scriptures says, "Do not despise the days of a little beginning." Mm. You know, I'm I'm so big on, you know, we don't come from. Uh, we're not trust fund babies. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like facts. we're getting ours at the mud. It's pure mm-hmm. hustle, ambition, pure talent. Yeah. So it's amazing. Uh, every time I see people who are on the verge of doing something, creating something in whatever way, shape or form that I can support that and elevate it and get the word out. Um, that's what I do. You know, um, I want you to speak about seasons. Cause I think, um, I think we're in different seasons of our lives. And I know for me, this season of my life is about leaving, is about figuring out what I'm, I'm very intentional about what my legacy is, mm. you know, what kind of legacy I want to leave behind. Um, I always say that my greatest fear is not the fear of failing or not succeeding at something is lying on my deathbed, an old grumpy man, with regrets over shots I didn't take, mm-hmm. over things I didn't do. Yeah. I don't mind. I was telling somebody the other day, I don't mind looking crazy. Right, right. I don't mind being laughed at. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what's delicious? Oh my God, he crazy. Like, he falling down the stairs. You know what I'm saying? He, oh my God, he, like, that was, they, that failed horribly. I don't mind that. Yeah. Because as I always said, even when you feel horribly at something, you are 10 times better than somebody who has not even tried. Facts. Because with yeah. every time that you don't get it right, you learn how to get it right. Mm-hmm. So this season of my life is about avoiding distractions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the form of women, mm-hmm. in the form of liquor, whatever it is that is a distraction to me, it's about being ultra focused. This is that season of my life. And just being intentional, God has been gracious um, and like you were saying to me off of camera, you don't want to lose mess up an opportunity because of your lack of discipline. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So this is that season of my life. It's a season of loving intentionally, mm-hmm. right? Making a decision to love. One of my prayers have always been, God, help me to love like you love, mm-hmm. to give like you give, mm-hmm. to forgive like you forgive. Mm-hmm. To be humble, to be patient. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even when people hurt me so bad, it was something Kevin Hart said that always stuck with me. He said, regardless of how you feel or how hurt you are, the sun is going to come on. Life is going to keep going, right? So if you don't let go, let go of that hurt, you are stuck in that season, in that place forever. Mm-hmm. And plus, you don't want to hold yourself back. You know, he was saying, I want to live and do a lot more greater things in my life. So regardless of what the situation is, I just let go. Like I say, let God let go, just whatever it is. And mm-hmm. that's that season of my life right now because 
I want to look back five and 10 years from now and say, you know what? I did everything that I wanted to do. Um, I gave it a shot. I went after whatever it is that I wanted to go after. So I want you to speak to us about, you know, some of the lessons you've learned along the way to share it with that young kid right now, maybe the Howard kid, that Nigerian kid, whatever it is, um, that is trying to do something, trying to figure themselves out. Maybe think about it as a speaking to your younger self, mm-hmm. you know, what you would say to your younger self and what this season of your life really is for you. It's kind of hard to do a blanket thing because everyone's journey is different, yeah. right? Um, for me, I think if I were to talk to my younger self, it would it would be not to be scared. I was a little, mm. I found myself always overthinking yeah. and second-guessing myself. Yeah. So I realized it wasn't until I decided to just make a decision, decide to do it, mm-hmm. that I saw the, the doors open up, Yeah. right? Like before I even launched this brand, I, it was like years before I launched it. And Got I was it. every year, every day of every year before I launched this brand. It took me three years to launch, to create this product. Wow. Every single day I second guess myself. Mm. Design wise, the product, was the product good enough? Yeah. Would people buy it? Yeah. And the most, I would say when I, when I launched, it was probably the most anxious I've ever been. Yeah. In launching it. Like when I launched 12, the Velvet Berry was my first product. Okay. This came after but this was already out. This came after I'd already had some success with this one. Yeah. But when I launched this, I thought it was great, but did other people think it was great? Mm. Always second guessing. And the first time you hear somebody say, yo, this is good. Mm. It's the most like, all right. Yeah. I think I was doing too much. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that experience kind of taught me like, you know, there's no way you're always going to be, you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. But as long as you slowly build to perfection, you're ne- you can never be perfect, but you can be as close to perfect as you can be at that time. Yeah. And just slowly build from it. Yeah. Um, even with this brand, the Denaji brand, when I first designed the bag, mm-hmm. I was <laughs> I was met with a lot of criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lot of people saying, I don't know about that one. Oh, I like this yeah. one. I don't know about this. Yeah. So then it's like when you have all these different people giving you different kind of uh, feedback for something that you know in your heart yeah. is f- you're designing based off your create your creativity and all that. Yeah. Um, when you li- it's like it's like when they say uh, too many chefs in the kitchen make a yeah. bad stew or whatever. Yeah. So at times you just got to trust your creative vision. Yeah. You know it out there if it's if it's it's gonna be for somebody mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be for everybody but it has to be for somebody it's gonna yeah. be for somebody and yeah. as long as you're doing it for yourself you'll never be disappointed in yourself mm. right so when i design products i design it where even if no one buys it and this is one i forgot who said this business advice and i was like this is the most like truth i've ever heard before yeah. in my life like no matter if no one buys your product as long as you design it where you know you will buy it, mm-hmm. then you have at least one customer. Oh, wow. Okay, I've never right. heard that before. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, this, that's, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. if I designed, if I kept designing things, if I tweaked my designs every single time somebody said they didn't like it, mm. i come out with a product that I didn't like. Mm. So now if no one likes it, then no one's buying it. Yeah. yeah. But I know I like it, so yeah. I'm going to buy it regardless. Yeah. Right? So uh, the piece of advice I would say is just trust your gut. Um, Go out there, fail if you have to. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fail. But the minute you decide that 
you can't continue, can't go further, then you've truly failed. Mm. Right? As long as you fail to grow, yeah, then there's no way you can truly fail, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. So, so keep going out. Go, go for your dreams. Um, make something concrete. Don't people have that? Uh, and I see it a lot with creatives, the the fear to show people mm-hmm. your work. Yeah. And that fear will always hinder you. You will never be able to yeah. produce, produce anything. So yeah. I always tell anyone who's creative, like, just do it. Yeah. Put it out there. Yeah. The most somebody can say they don't like it. But how do you, it's interesting to me, how do you, how do you strike that balance between, because um, you talked about criticisms and feedback, mm-hmm. you know, between taking feedback, but yeah. also not compromising your vision. How right. do you strike a balance between that? I think as long as you have to be able to discern what is, that's a very good question, honestly. I had to, and I had to figure that out too. Yeah. Um, there's only so much feedback that you can use that's going to be constructive, in, that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, until you've launched. Now, okay. if you've launched and you get customer feedback, like, hey, I like this, but I don't like this, then mm-hmm. slowly tweak it, you know, tweak your designs or tweak your product yeah. so that your future product is more appealing to the masses. Yeah. Right. Um, but for me, I will say I still struggle with it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you yeah. because you don't want to create something that no one likes. Mm-hmm. So I would say listen to feedback, but don't, don't allow it to completely change your vision because your vision was put there by whatever higher power. I always think it's a higher power. Yeah. puts that vision in your mind. Yeah. So now let the feedback help you to build that vision as yeah. opposed to changing the vision completely. Got it. Got it. Okay. I want to talk to you about one or two things um, before we wrap up. Um, are you dating right now? Are you? Uh, I could have sworn. God. Let me tell you. Remember, 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 I invited you to come on that show, <laughs> and it, I don't know oh, where yeah, I saw yeah, this yeah. though. I was dating at the time. I was. I had a girlfriend at the time. Were y'all like almost fiance level? Uh, it, it was close. Because I, I, let close. me tell you something. I knew I wasn't losing my mind. No, nah, it was close. Because I was like, yeah. I knew I saw something. It, it, it was close, bro. Yeah, because yeah. I uh, I had invited you to the show for you guys to come as couples, and you were like, I said, wait a minute, am I am I crazy? Did I not see something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that was yeah. We were we were together. We were there together for a while. Um, so it was close, but um. Ended unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. But at the time, yeah, I remember when you hit me up. I was like, yeah, let me let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> let me think about it. I'll get back to you. I'll yeah. get back to you. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I said something, but but <laughs> <laughs> how long ago y'all broke y'all um broke up? Uh, it's about a year or two now. Okay, it's been about a year or two. Yeah. So not, it's not that fresh, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's still it's um, still yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Are you still doing that show though? Yeah. Okay. Right. What, what show you t- the, um, the the dating show? Which one? The the one you invited me over to. Well, which one did I? I maybe I'm thinking the one I the one I invited you to was the um the one that I was producing for ARN. Okay. It was a couch party show. Okay. It's a trivia. Like they ask you pop um pop culture questions. Um, five questions, and if you get it right, you win fifty dollars. And we were doing like a couples edition, something like that. Okay, okay you know, okay, so okay. Um, either you guys are dating together, you want to come as couples, whatever the case might be. So, yeah. and it's like I know I saw him with a 
young lady and they were together. So yeah. a picture. Yeah, um, yeah, it was all over my social. Yeah, was yeah. <laughs> you know, my social. Yeah, you're right. You're not going crazy. You're not going. I, crazy. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting to me? Like, how is that? Like, when you because then you got to go back and delete all those pictures. Yeah, I just archived them, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you were you archived, archived it. it. Yeah, it's archived. You didn't delete. Is that because you in case maybe or no? I like the picture. <laughs> It's still a good picture. I just yeah. archive. I don't need to see it in my feed. It's always interesting yeah. to me, man. <laughs> That's why you probably never see me post anybody. Yeah, and I, I think I realized not to post because I yeah. think it, it just creates too much. You would never issue. see me post anybody until until we're either engaged or married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm very, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because, you know, you also don't want people in your... Your business. In your business a lot, yeah. but I want you to talk about what are you what are you looking for? Like what is your ideal woman? Like, cause I know a lot of the sisters be watching, ladies are looking like what what is your ideal person? What's important to you? Um, for me, I would say honesty, mm-hmm. uh, integrity, yeah, uh, and someone who is independent. I like my three top things. Okay. Um, someone with a good personality. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't take themselves too seriously. Uh-huh. Um, I think anything else, like, we can work around. <laughs> yeah. Top <laughs> yeah. three. When you look back on that that dating experience or that relationship, rather, mm-hmm. what are top three things that you took away from that, that you've learned that, you know, moving forward? Um, I would say, mm, I would say listening more. Okay. Uh like uh, active listening, I would say, because I was listening, but I was like, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like more active listening and uh-huh. uh, communication. I would say, uh-huh. I think I improved in communication because of that last uh-huh. relationship. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I would say third one. Dang, what's the third one? Um, pain. Paying more attention, okay, to the to your partner, uh, in the nonverbal. Ah, yeah, okay. It's typically like if someone's unhappy with something. That, well, what I found, <laughs> 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 like they're they're more their body language is going to show it more than their they might not want to hurt your feelings or they might not want to say it. So yeah. it's like, all right, soccer. I'm reading something here. Let, let's talk about it. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Let's so um, one more on the relationship tip, and I'm 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 gonna get off that topic. Um, I'm, I'm gonna ask the next guest this question. Tell me, and ask people this. I don't know why. Uh, it's like, wait, what time? Okay, so we got time. We got, we got a little bit of time. Yeah, we got a little bit of time. He let's but, wrap it up. But we, I like that he's giving me a time because yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're still uh, we're still under under an hour, right? But one thing, yeah, technically, <laughs> you know. But um, what is something that women do in a relationship that you wish they did not do? Mm. Something, something that what you wish that women be caught up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, something that women don't know about men that you wish they knew about us. Let's talk about it. Let's get me caught up. (laughs) 
Bro, I thought we was homies. Oh, man. We homies. I'm going to share some stuff, too. All right, all right. I got one. Yeah, I'm going to share some stuff, too. You know, somebody wish that they knew about us as men. Because the other thing is, I don't understand how to understand a man. You got to listen to men. It's interesting to me how women think they can get advice about men from another woman like you know what i'm saying how a woman how a man moves and thinks yeah you listening to you know what i mean a woman yeah. you got to listen to us yeah and then they want to tell us yeah i don't even know y'all sell some witcher but that's a conversation for another day <laughs> <laughs> so how much more time do we right, have right, right. Right. No, real, real quick. What, what, what is one what time give, is it give me one give me one okay so is it which one what a woman should understand from a man or what I wish a woman didn't do. What, what you wish that they knew about us, you know, and that, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of tie it oh, in. Man, uh, they didn't, they, that you wish they didn't do too, like in, in, in a relationship as well. I feel like women need to understand, like women need to understand that men are very simple, but not simple. Mm. Right? So yeah, we're simple in terms of, I mean, you treat us good. And we're happy with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah. need to. The, I mean, I, I've yet to meet a dude yeah. that said a girl who was treating him perfect. Yeah. Was unhappy. <laughs> I, I've yet to meet one. Right. Maybe they out there. Right. right, right you know, right. We're, we're different. Some people might be happy and still be doing other things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to get into that one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. Um, and then one thing I would say that I wish they, this is one of my pet peeves. I'm mm. not even going to lie. To yeah. You. I was like. If you're hungry, <laughs> if you're hungry, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? If I suggest something, right, and everything I suggest, you say no, and then I go somewhere, Why and then you say, hey, what? don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Or if you tell me you're not hungry, Right? And then I go get me a nice meal. Don't ask me for nothing. Don't ask me for no. Don't ask me for no piece of my chicken. No little bit of my rice. No, yes, sir. It's my meal. Yes, sir. I oh. asked you. You know, man. so that's yeah, a great one. Little, that's a little pet peeve. I feel like every oh. dude has experienced this, man. But to keep the peace, we just say, okay, give, yeah, give a little piece of this chicken. Yeah, yeah, a little, get a little bit of this rice. Oh, yeah. that was so good. Yeah. That was so good. I got one. Mine is when you say something, I, 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 I like to meet people halfway. I'm very understanding. I'm probably one of the most understanding person you ever meet. Mm-hmm. If you say something, like if you say, for instance, texting is not the best form of communication for me. Mm-hmm. And you say, if you want to talk to me, call. Mm-hmm. Why every time I call, <laughs> not only do you not pick up the phone, you don't return my phone call. I, make it make sense. It don't make no sense. You saying, I, don't text, just pick up. But every time I call, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever it is, this is a thing. And I've always said, one of the things maybe is, is not just women that I think we do is trying to understand or we'll say oh i know how he's gonna react or i'm not gonna do this because don't stop doing that ladies yeah yeah, you know what i mean this is the thing stay true to yourself to who you are what you're about 
Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't say, let me do this because, you know what I'm saying, I don't want him feeling this well that way. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen? You're not staying true to yourself. And down the line, that's going to come to the surface where you're going to be like, you know what? And this is what ends up happening where he's like, but wait a minute. I thought you liked this. I thought you were cool. But whole time, no, you, you, you weren't. You were just trying to appease this person. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is you find true love. I always say, I always say the thing about true love is true love meets you where you're at and accepts you for who you are. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Facts. You got to yeah. be yourself 100% on apology. Now, of course, if let's say you were trying to take a nap, I might not watch the TV with the volume all the way loud. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's being, Respectful. but as, uh, yeah, but as far as the nature, you, your DNA, who you are, stay true to that. Mm. You know what I mean? We're going to segue. Afrobeats. Because, mm. you know, what, what's on your playlist? Not, not just Afrobeats, but what's on your playlist right now, just in general? Like, and then you could touch on who, what, what Afrobeats artists you're feeling right now. For Afrobeats. Well, first of all, what's on your playlist, period. Okay. And then, and of course, I'm sure in that playlist there's some Afrobeats. And of then course. you could segue into some of your, you know, your, your favorites. Okay, oh, man, I got a mix, bro. But yeah. mainly, it's really a lot of hip hop and okay. Afrobeats. Okay, right? um, so I got Chris Brown, obviously R and B. Yeah, uh, the Uzi Vert. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> no judgment. Twenty One Savage. Yeah, Twenty One. Twenty One. Twenty One. Twenty One. Quavo, Future. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Afrobeats is Burner Boy. Yeah. Devito. Yeah. Uh, Wizkid. Okay. And. The usual suspect. Joe Boy. Joe Boy is on my on my, on my playlist. Yeah, okay. He's fire. He's fire okay. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I got man, I've been heavy on Afrobeats lately, bro. Mm-hmm. I was saying that people know the, the usual suspects. Of course. But it's yeah, like yeah. it's a lot of dope artists, man, right now. Mm-hmm. That is just I mean, techno is great. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, don't sleep on techno. Techno is he's doing a lot of good stuff right now. Um who else am I feeling lately? Um, Olamide is is Olamide. doing this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like yeah. Olamide is doing this thing yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Rama, of course. Good. You yeah, know, yeah. Rama, I mean, y'all know calm down for sure. Um, Rama's killing it. Um, who else am I feeling? You know, I'm feeling and, and then it's like even people like there's some Newer ones like Lil Cash, who's coming okay. up. Is he really new? He, he's been out. For he's a been while, out for a minute, but yeah. as far as like you know, I guess. See, I guess for me, it's like new to me, right? But because I'm not, but yeah. it's like you know, Lil Cash is doing this thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like even of course, Ashake is like Ash- his. He's blowing up. Oh my god, his what? rise to. I was like, what is going on? I, he came out of nowhere. I was just about to say the he same came out thing. Out. I was like, who is this man? <laughs> Yo, it is insane. He's fire. He's fire. He, oh my god. And and when he was on um of course Fireboy DML, um he was the uh, one that yeah. um that sang the, the uh the, the, ban- the bandana song. Bandana song. Yeah. I mean, when I heard that joint, this is you know how I discovered that song? I'm on Instagram. Uh-huh. This lady, I'm trying to find a post to do on ARN because it was Mother's Day. I'm trying mm-hmm. to find a Mother's Day Real that I can post. Yeah. So there's a reel of this lady who's saying she just had twins after having twins. So she had Ooh. twins back to back. Ooh. So she was saying that what the, the babies were saying is they never see me come. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, wait a minute. 
it's crazy. Yeah. That's how I discovered the song. Wow. That's how I dis- even Kwaku the Traveler. Yeah. That yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he was buzzing the way he was buzzing, but that song is fire. That song, I mean, it, it's yeah. what it's done. The same story. I found it about that one. It's just interesting how we discover music these days. That yeah. was also on Instagram. But um, I say that to say when it comes to Afrobeats, um, it's a whole lot of artists right, right out right now. And I know people know the big names, but there's so many different ones. And so check out all of those other guys. Um, you know what I mean? As far as that's concerned. But I wanted us to to touch on that, yeah. um, you know, and, and I want us to close on this note, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do some, 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 some Nigerian pidgin English slang, whatever. Oh, I'm terrible at it, bro. We're going to do some basic ones. so American, bro. Let, let's do some basic ones. It's like, if I say, how you day, mm-hmm. what would you say? Oh, I, well, I'm, I'm evil. So, so, oh, so yeah, so that's like yeah. if I'm speaking about like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, but it's like, if I say, how you day, you say, like, I day, how you day is like, how are you? Essentially, yeah, that's, that's Nigerian yeah. pigeon English, right? So, so, I'm so American, you know what so I mean? I'm, like, I'm good. You know, new one I learned, a new one I learned from David L is he choke. I don't know that. Which one's that one? I don't, what is that? He, I don't, he's, it's he choke is almost like. You say it when it's almost like it's lit, it's up, like you know that uh, sort of thing. Okay, you know. Okay. So I he was he was there was this video of him and Drake. Uh-huh. Apparently they were recording something in the studio, so he yeah. he posted it and he was like and he was like on Instagram he was like eat choke and I was like and I've just been hearing that <laughs> over and over again. Um, I didn't research what this means. You know what I mean? Let me research what that means. But it's eat choke. It's like it's up, it's lit, and how. Yeah. I did hear it. Yeah, but I didn't know what he says. So I was just like, all right, it's cool. Right. Yeah, it's I so, never knew it, what that meant. Yeah, though, I didn't. I did yeah, because I, I hear a lot of people say that. Yeah. Um, another one that I like is when they say, "I know if he shout." <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a little one-on-one on Nigerian <laughs> pigeon English. So the next time you hear it, you know what I mean. Um. You'll be like somebody telling somebody like how you day like you're like I day you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, um, There's a guy on YouTube. Yeah. You know the last last song from Brenner Boy. I don't know if you've seen it. But he, like he broke down the pigeon. Oh wow. Yeah. In the entire song, and yeah. he explained it word for word. So yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> but you know, on that note, I want to say thank you to my brother for coming on the yes, show. Sir, thank you for having me, bro. No, it was it was fun. It was dope and. We're going to see you on the next episode of the High Vibrations Only, where we're all about inspiration, motivation, and elevation. Peace out.